Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's recap. It's always good to have you on board with me. It has been a great week. Hot as all get out. I'm sure that's true of everybody who's listening because it seems to be on fire all over the globe right now. But you know what? I can't complain. I'm sitting in some air conditioning. So all I can say is thank you, God, for central air. And for those who don't have it, I pray for you. God bless. <laughs> anyway, Maya, Maya, thank you so much, my friend, for joining us last week, for sharing your story, uh, for just being such a joy. You know, guys, Maya, she's goofy. That's who she is. She's goofy as I'll get out, but she's sincere. Um, And that really is the gist of her life story is that, you know, sometimes she can find herself into some jams and they're not always pretty, but I don't know about you, but I've been in some unattractive jams in my lifetime (laughs) just because I, I don't know, didn't think things through or whatever the case may be. Maya is, like I said, she's, she's a goofball. We call her that. She's a goofball. But we love her to death. And sometimes being goofy, you know, you can land in spots that you really never intended. And I think that's kind of, that, that kind of sums up Maya's life. She's not had a horrific life story by any stretch of the imagination, but um, at times had been easily misled. I don't know if you guys have ever, well, I know you have. I think we all have found ourselves misled by something or someone. Um, but, you know, in Maya's case, and I'm sure in your case, and definitely in mine, most times when I am misled is because I really am sincerely looking for an answer. And that really kind of brings up Maya's story. She was sincerely looking for an answer. She kept looking for God, but she kept looking in all the wrong places. You know how you just, you're looking for a shortcut. I'm a shortcut queen. If if I can find a shortcut, I'm going to take it. And shortcuts are not always the best choices for us. Um, I think so many of, I know I look at my students that I work at, I work with every day and much of what gets them in trouble is trying to find a shortcut to something in which there really isn't one. I mean, that's everything, whether that's trying to do a math problem, um, trying to get rich quick. We all know that's that's almost the American dream right there is, let me see what I can do to get rich quick. But yet, if there, if there really was such a thing, don't you think more people would be rich? <laughs> If there really was a shortcut to it, I think more people would have found it by now. But it never stops us from trying. There's something in our DNA 
that just wants things to come a little bit more easily than they do. So we're always looking for the easy way out. And Maya's story really is no different. Um, She is and was, we call her the queen of self-help. And self-help can be a scary thing because you're doing the right thing for what appears to be the right reason, but it's the wrong tool. You know, to do the right thing, okay? You know, I look at it and, and compare it to, to exercising or eating. Oh gosh, I was so, okay, this is a side. BJ totally just went off. I, I was watching this documentary. I love documentaries. I was watching this documentary uh, a couple of days ago. And I, by the time I was done, I was just frustrated. It was on, you know, eating, what, what to eat, what not to eat. And meat is bad and cheese is horrible and fruit is horrible. I mean, re- after I finished watching it, I was like, God, I don't even know what to think and what to do. It's just food. <laughs> but I'm so confused. And I look at that and I go, that's how Maya's life was, you know? You listen to so many different things and so many different people. And after a while, you're exhausted. I know I was. You're exhausted trying to find the right way. So I am just so, I, I, can, re- I can relate to her when she said, you know, she read all, all sorts of positive thinking books. You know, if there was a book on it, she read it. She dug, in, she dug into it only to find that it was it just kept leading her further and further down these rabbit holes and then once COVID hit oh my goodness then she really jumped in deep because you're stuck at home you know what what do you do so then you dig into crystals and mushrooms and all other craziness she said finally I'm like why not go back to what was working She didn't say that in so many words, but that's really what happened. She understood that. She said, at one point, Maya, you you believed in God and things were working. (laughs) And then you got off on this, this, went down this rabbit hole, and now life is not working. And common sense says, go back to what worked. So I, I look at what she did in her journey of just trying to find the answers. I'm always amazed how long we wander. You know, I think about the Israelites, and we all know, they wandered in the desert for 40 years, a trip that, from my understanding, should have taken about 11 days. But they wandered for 40 years. And I think what makes us wander as long as we do? What what is it that keeps us from turning back when we know we should turn back? What keeps us from saying, I was wrong, when we know we're wrong? Or saying, I surrender. There's just this human element, obviously pride, but I wonder if it's even something beyond that that keeps us from doing the very thing that would help us. You know, 
What keeps me from doing the thing that I know will help me? I have a student who, it, it, it just, it boggles your mind. You look at him and he has some really good days. And you just hope and pray that the next day he simply will just duplicate it. <laughs> we don't even have to build upon it. Just duplicate it. Because he, he rejoices. He pats himself on the back. He's so proud of himself when he has a good day. You know, and you can praise him. You can try to reward him. You lift him up. And you're hoping that tomorrow you're just going to simply make the same decisions that you made today. But I don't know what it is that there's something that makes him rebel against it. It's almost like it's too boring to repeat the same thing. And I wonder how many people look at God's word, walking with God, as being honestly too boring to keep repeating it day after day. So instead, I'm going to keep trying all sorts of crazy, fanciful things that are not helping me. In most cases, it's hurting me. But I'm too cool (laughs) to go back to what it was boring or what I consider to be boring. And that's when, you know, when I was talking to Maya, that's when we came up with the title. I was like, girl, just read the Bible. (laughs) You're reading all of these things. You're doing all of this work and you're getting nowhere, nowhere. That's like, I'm going to the gym and I'm working out, but I'm eating all the ice cream I can possibly eat and therefore I'm getting nowhere. At some point you've got to go, BJ, that's not working for you, sweetie. You got to make make another decision. (laughs) I, I loved it when she said, you know, I think she was talking about the secret. She said, it's a good book, but it's really just a lot of tricks. I wonder how many of us are playing around with tricks in our relationship with God. You know, we're trying all sorts of fanciful things that's not serving us. But yet we play, we dabble. I think about Simon the sorcerer, for those who know who he is, he he was just that, he was a sorcerer. He had a lot of tricks and he was known. His tricks made him popular. He was infamous because of it. It made him look or appear spiritual, but yet he knew that it wasn't. But instead of changing what wasn't to what was, he simply kept trying to do more and more tricks. What kind of tricks are you playing? What are you, what are you doing in your walk with God? That if you really got still, you really got quiet, Nobody else is listening and you really got honest. Are there tricks that you're playing? And if so, who do you think you're fooling? Who are we deceiving? Are we really deceiving God? Let's say we we go to church every Sunday, but we treat people like trash for the rest of the week. You know? Well, let's say that, you know, you you... You're reading your Bible or you're quoting your Bible all day, every day. But meanwhile, you're getting high and you're drinking on the weekends. There are just so many tricks of the trade. 
<laughs> that we as Christians can play. Some of them are, some of them are, uh, they're really unknown to us, but then there are a lot of them that we're playing that we know. And I wonder, how is that serving us? Because it really does, I think the way Maya mentioned it, it leads you down a beautiful road. Satan decorates it. He makes it look so beautiful, so appealing. And we all want it. She said, but there is nothing there. There's nothing beautiful about it. You go down this road only to find that there's nothing there. I used to say when I was in entertainment, um, and I wasn't a good person. I'll just be honest. I wasn't bad. I wasn't going around outwardly hurting people, deceiving people, or, you know, taking from people. I just had a solid distaste of people. There was no love for people. And I used to say, once I started to get it, when I started to actually hear God, I used to say, you know what? I feel like I have this ladder and it's leaning up against the wall and I'm stepping on people all the way up, never looking down, never bothering to even look back and see if anybody was hurt because all people were, were stepping stones for me. And I used to say, I'm so afraid that I'll get up to the top of that ladder and find that it's not leaning up against anything. And everybody who could have helped me, I've crushed them along the way. But all that time, all that time, I fooled myself. I deceived myself. I was a good girl. I did the good girl thing from the outside. But at the same time, if I turn around at the top of that ladder and look back and see that I destroyed everyone underneath me, there's no one there now to save you, BJ, or to help you, BJ, then how good are you really? I had simply deceived myself, playing games, a game that I didn't know was a game. When she talked about the word of God, you know, she said it's it's an agreement. We enter into an agreement. And I never thought, yeah, I guess I did, but just not in those words. I never thought about it being like a contract, like a lawyer with a contract that you sign. And she said, you know, it's an agreement. Are you in agreement with God with your life? If so, does the Bible prove your life to be true? Or does it prove your life to be a lie? I know if you're gonna go to court over a situation, anything whatsoever, and there's a contract between you and the person that you have a dispute with, they will pull out that contract and read what is in it and go, did you do this? Did you not do that? Because your contract says, and I look at it and I go, that really <laughs> is us and God and his holy word. 
This is your contract. But does your life match up to it? My life didn't match it, guys. It didn't match it. It had similarities. I could sing it and make people believe it. I could do some nice things and make people believe it. But BJ knew that if she really had to stand before the judge, her life did not match the contract. And I think that's what Maya finally got to with all of her self-help books, with all of the different shortcuts to freedom. (laughs) She realized, hey, you know what? My life does not match up to this contract. So either I need to change my life or I need to change the contract. And I wonder, guys, how many of us are choosing to change the contract. I think she said something along the way that, she said, God will always show you the way. If you're confused, he'll always show you the way. God is the answer. Meanwhile, Satan always wants compensation. I loved that term when she used that word that Satan wants compensation. He wants to be paid for what he's done. He wants to be paid by you. So he will take whatever he has to take from you to compensate. Guys, are we handing ourselves over as ransom? For a long time in my life, I was no I was no challenge for Satan. You know there's a story, there's an older story. I don't know if it's, you know, it's just a saying, but I like it. It talks about how Satan gets up in the morning, he has a convention going on, and you know, and he calls out his his demons. And they they receive their assignment for the day. You're gonna be on so-and-so today. And your job today is to watch Shirley, and your job today is to watch Tom, and your job today is to watch BJ. As it goes on, it talks about, do you make it easy for Satan? Or are you making it difficult? Whoever's responsibility it is for you that day, are you making it so easy? They don't even have to break a sweat. I don't have to worry about BJ. (laughs) She's just going to do what I want her to do anyway. So she's not even putting up any resistance. I think some of us, guys, that's the life we live. We put up absolutely no resistance to Satan and his demons. They look at us and they just go, check, don't even have to worry about her. Don't even have to worry about him. Or are you making them sweat? I pray that you're making them sweat. Not because we're perfect, but we're trying so diligently to live according to the contract that Satan and his demons have to work extra hard in order to get us to fall from it. Guys, it's too easy. If something is easy, chances are it's not the way he wants us to go. Chances are he wants us to have to climb a mountain because it strengthens who we are. I don't know. It just got me thinking this week, you know, about 
whether or not my contract with God is solid. I believe it is. I pray it is. But you never know. So you always need to examine yourself. We've got to not get comfortable doing the same old, same old. Because the minute we get comfortable is the minute that we cease to do what it is we really should be doing. You know, I didn't even think about, um, it kind of threw me, it it jarred me a little bit and kind of made me sad a little bit when she said it. I didn't think about the fact that Bibles were in hotels because people went there to commit suicide. I don't think I ever knew that. I knew there was always a Bible in a hotel room and I don't know, maybe it's just gullible me. I just assumed because, ah, they might just want to lay down and read the Bible. <laughs> but now when she said it, I went back and looked and went, oh yeah, people would go to hotels to commit suicide rather than in their homes. And the Bible was there to try to persuade them to choose a different route. And that's sad, but if you think about it, it is true, not just about that But the Bible is there to persuade us to take a different route. You know, when life is hard and we feel like I can't go on, not just, again, not suicidal, but just I'm tired. Or how will I make ends meet? Or why is my kid struggling so much? The Bible is there to help us find a different route. So I look at that and I go, okay, God, you've left your contract, your agreement in our hands. It is up to us, however, to get in alignment with it. You can't make us align with you. You call us to. You give us proof that it works. But it is up to us to align ourselves with you. I pray, God, that we will want it badly enough that we'll do whatever we have to do. I think so often we want, but we want it, unfortunately, with shortcuts attached to it. I'll hear people say, I'm so tired. I literally just talked to a young lady yesterday. I'm so tired of having to deal with this. I'm so tired of fighting the same battle. What does God want from me? Honey, he wants you to stand in alignment. That's all. God is not wanting some huge, heavy something. He's saying, stand in alignment with me so that I can protect you, so that I can care for you. If you refuse to stand with me, then I can't cover you. But in order to do that, I need you in the word not just any word, in my word. I was using the analogy to this with this young lady yesterday. I said, you know, as I said, she was really frustrated and I could feel and see her frustration. I felt for her. But I told her, I said, you know what? It's like this. It's like you're, you're a singer. I said, it's like you're in this orchestra or you're in this choir. And everyone's singing, but you're singing off key. And God is simply trying to get you 
to first stop, listen, listen. I need you to hear something. I need you first to accept my correction that you're off key. Don't fight me. I'm just trying to help. So first accept the correction that you're off key. And then be willing to accept the help in learning how to sing properly with a group. It's one thing to sing solo. You can basically do whatever you want to do. But when you're singing with a choir, you have to blend. You have to match tones. You can't just do you. I said, and God is simply trying to get you to listen to him, allow him to be your coach so that he can bring you into perfect harmony, alignment with him and the rest of his holy choir. I know it doesn't feel good. And the more you know something, the harder it is. Like I said, she's a singer. So you go, I, I don't know, she didn't say it. But in, in inside of you, you're going, I know how to harmonize now. I know how to sing. Don't be tell Because our human nature is to fight against. So just in her example of, I'm going to fight against this. I know how to correct my wrong. God is saying, no, you don't know how to correct your wrong because first of all, you can't even hear or see your wrong. Do you trust me as the master choir leader? Do you trust me as the master conductor? If you are a fiddle, he says, I've got to tune it. You can't just pick up a fiddle or pick up a guitar and just start playing. It has to be tuned in order to match the sounds around it. Christians, are we allowing God to fine tune us? Or are we fighting against him? Because we think we already know. We think we sound pretty good. We think the rest of the choir needs to match us instead of us matching them. We think we know more than the master conductor himself. Guys, there's so many books that will tell you what it is to do to lose weight or to sing high notes or to do whatever it is you're trying to do, but they don't all work. Just because it's in a book doesn't mean it works. I choose to trust in the word of God. That is the agreement that I stand on. I comb through it because I want to see, yes, where I'm right, but I want to see mostly where am I wrong? If all I see is where I'm right, yay me, but in in the long run, that doesn't really help me. Again, if I'm standing in a court of law and 90% of what's in my contract, even 95 is right, the judge is going to point out that 5% that is not right. Allow God, our judge, in advance of any kind of judgment to point out what needs to change in our lives. That's what I really summed up from, from this testimony this week, is that 
I can choose many things to guide me, but not many things will guide me to the right place. Girl, just read the Bible. I am a reader. I love reading, guys. I love it. So I will read many things, but it's not in place of. My call to you this week, my charge to everyone this week, let's not just read the Bible out of habit. What if we really comb through the Bible this week as an agreement with God? A contract in which ultimately the judge will stand and open up and say, did you live according to the contract? Guys, you are amazing. I thank you so much for being with me. Maya, thank you, darling, for sharing your life. You are amazing. And until next week, stay cool, stay hydrated, and be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.